Well, I'm honored to be back in Columbus, Mississippi. For those of you who, uh, who, who I have not had the privilege of meeting just yet, my name is Daniel Groves. Uh, I serve as the teaching pastor in Houston, Texas at an amazing church there called Hope City. And some of y'all are like, you look different. Y'all, I've lost 38 premium pounds. Come on, like, it's no big deal, guys. And I'm wearing my flower shirt. This isn't polka dots. It's tiny flowers. This is a scratch and sniff shirt. Give Nate a hand. I'm good, man. Thank you so much. Man, give it up for vibrant worship, too. Incredible. Love what God is doing here. Love vibrant church. Love your pastors. Uh, Pastor Ron, love you, sir. Love you guys. Thank you for continuing to move the vision of Vibrant Church forward. And man, the foundation of where Vibrant Church started and the rest of Vibrant Church's days, we really believe are the best of Vibrant Church's days. Love your pastors, love Pastor Jason and Rachel, love the overseers and everything moving forward, everything that God has been doing is continuing to build on the foundation of hope. Come on, somebody, because we truly, thank you for your overwhelming enthusiasm. We truly believe that this is still a house of miracles, we sang about it earlier, that people can still walk in broken and walk out with their breakthrough, that people can walk in addicted and walk out with restoration. Come on, I'm preaching already this morning because this is the reality. The foundation has always been, will always be about Jesus. Because I, I, I don't know about you, but I know Americanized Christianity, Americanized church has gotten very polished and it's almost felt like karaoke Sunday where there's lyrics on a screen and you sing along, but there's so much more to what God wants to do through the local church. This is the heartbeat of heaven. And Vibrant Church, one of the most beautiful things about Vibrant Church is it's multicultural, multi-generational. This is a church that looks like heaven. Come on, heaven's touched earth in Columbus, Mississippi, and we've gotten caught in between. So I did a wedding last night in Florida, and I, I didn't factor in the time I was like, I'm, that's a long, that's a seven-hour drive. So I, <laughs> I drove seven hours uh, yesterday. So if I seem wound up today, it's because I've potentially had five shots of uh, premium espresso and a whole lot of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so don't judge my passion until you know where I came from, which was seven hours away in Florida. <laughs> but I believe, uh, I really am, uh, I, talked, I talked to one of the overseers last night and we were talking about just what God has started here. And Pastor Ron, I mean, from the moment that, God breathed life into uh, the work here in Columbus, Mississippi. Uh, hell began to shudder because God knew that there would be miracles and greater things to come. And so keep focus, keep your attention and your eyes fixed on Jesus because the answer always starts with and always ends with Jesus. Look at the person next to you and say, you've survived 100% of your worst days. Come on, do y'all believe that? Like you woke up again today, you're breathing, which is better than being in jail, right? Like you woke up again today, which is proof that God is not done with you yet. And there's a verse that I have been diving into for the past few months that I believe frames our faith. It's found in Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven. It says, don't fret or worry, but instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know all of your concerns. And before you know it, this part blesses me, this is the message translation. It says this, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come in, settle you down. How many of y'all need to be settled down sometimes? Like my, my wife will tell all my kids and me, you need to just settle down. 
Look, look at the person next to you. If somebody's near you and say, settle down. Come on, let them know. And it says, settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. If you're taking down notes, which I always encourage you to, Harvard did a study, Harvard Community College, so not, not the real Harvard, but Harvard did, come on, we can laugh, it's okay, this is living, it says it right here. Harvard did a study that said if you're a hearer only, you'll retain 5% of what you hear. So literally, you'll leave today, like the bearded guy had a scratch and sniff shirt on, that's it, 5%. But if you take down notes, your retention rate goes up to 35%, that's pretty awesome. And if you take down notes and go back and apply it, your retention rate goes up to 90 to 95%. I'm telling you, never stop growing. God is not looking for perfect, but he's looking for some progress. And he wants us to continue to grow every day in our faith. So I encourage you, take down notes. If you have no ability to do that, if you don't have an iPhone or an iPad, if you have a droid, we're doing a phone drive later today, you can just toss it in there. Just give it up. <laughs> and then we're gonna just, we're just gonna light them on fire. Okay. Uh, if somebody has an eyeliner around you, borrow it. But the title of today's sermon is Unshakable Peace. How many of y'all need some unshakable peace? Let's pray and we're gonna dive in. Father, thank you for another opportunity to gather in your name. God, today my prayer is that every one of us will recognize that you're for us and not against us, that you're madly in love with us and not mad at us. God, if anybody walked in today and they need a breakthrough, if they need a miracle, I pray, God, that you would meet them where they're at that each and every one of us would have a heart today to receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name, amen. So I said I came by way of Houston, Texas, and uh, those of you who know, I, I came here a lot last year, consulted and helped with worship leadership. My hitch is hooked to Vibrant Church, and I'm, I'm a big fan of your one Starbucks. <laughs> you, got one, you got one of them, and it's awesome. And so when somebody got COVID, it shut down for like three months. I love it, and, uh, and I love that you guys can do a, an hour commute to Target. It's a blessing. It's a, that's time for you to catch up on prayer and podcasts. That's a beautiful thing. And so my wife knows that I love, I love Columbus, Mississippi. I'm from Columbus, Ohio originally, and so Columbus, Mississippi, uh, I, just, I believe what God has started here and what he's faithful to complete, the work that he started is, is nothing short of supernatural. And so I told my wife, I said, I'm gonna become, they're actually watching right now. This is my beautiful family. I think we have a picture. So my wife, Jackie, and my amazing kids. Uh, so, uh, so Brecken's 12, uh, he has super cool surfer hair. Finley's 10, Daphne's four. Fox, just he's like, why are you taking my picture? And then my wife, the picture makes her hair look way more vibrant than it is, but she does look like Kim Possible. And everybody thinks that she's photoshopped. Like people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. How did you, how did that happen? I was like, I told her I had money. And she's like, that makes me look terrible. And I'm like, but did you believe it? Anyway, so they're watching right now. Give my family a hand. I love them. So my wife and I have been processing peace and unshakable peace. And here's the reality. We can have short, fleeting, flickering moments of peace. We can create peace-filled moments in the natural on our own. But the kind of peace I wanna talk about today, that God's wanting us, I believe, fully to walk in, exist in, exude from, and live in, and from, out of, is I believe he wants to unlock something that's supernatural, a peace that, that the world can't give, a peace that the world can't take away. This isn't a peace that you can Google. This isn't a peace that a, uh, a vacation will, now how many of y'all, sometimes you're like, I get some peace. 
See, so me, I'm wired. I'm like, I'm on 10 all the time. I don't need coffee. I just, coffee's my favorite color, so I enjoy it. Um, So for vacation for me, if we leave seven days, the first four days is me trying to decompress, and then the last three days, I'm just getting to being like, okay, I I got some peace, and then now we gotta go back home. And we have four kids, so uh, I've got a a 12-year-old, 10, four, and two, and and then I told my wife, she came to me, and she's like, we need we need something as a family. And I'm like, whenever you do this with this much breath and this much dramatic, uh, uh, like, a posture, I just know that it's gonna, it's gonna cost me a lot of money. And so I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, we, the family, and then she's pulling the kids, and I'm like, babe, she's like, the fa- we all need something. And I'm like, what, what do we, what do we need? She's like, we, we need, so the way I can describe this moment is when you have four kids, how many of y'all have a bunch of kids? Come on, wave at me. Oh, that's right. We're like, this is like almost like an Amish community. So it, <laughs> sorry, I won't say that next service, but I look Amish, so maybe it's okay. <laughs> it's fine, guys. So, so having four kids and then my wife bringing this, we need this, it was kind of like, I felt like sometimes I'm drowning and instead of a life preserver, someone handed me a golden doodle. And so, <laughs> So we ended up getting a, a golden doodle and added another addition to the family. And you know what? It, it, there's a little flickering moments of, of peace. A promotion can bring a little bit of peace. And I read this story uh, about a dad who came home and he could tell that his wife, who was trying to hold it down. Man, thanks for all the mamas that hold it down. Come on, let's give the moms a hand. Like, come on, y'all should clap better than that. They're the hardest working people on the planet. And so... Uh, this dad came home and he could tell that his wife was super stressed. He said, babe, I got you. And she's like, what? He's like, I'll be right back. And he ran in the bathroom. He turned on the bubble bath, put all the bubble, like bubble mixture, whatever that's called. <laughs> put all that in there. He got it ready and he came out. He's like, this whole thing's on me tonight. I'm gonna make pizza, which is a frozen pizza, like Red Baron. He's just gonna toss him in. She's like, please take the plastic off. It'll poison the kids. <laughs> And so he's like, I got it. I'm gonna feed the kids. I'm gonna tuck them in. You have a night to yourself. And she's like, what? He's like, the whole night. Kids, kiss your mama. Tell her, tell her goodnight. She has a whole night to herself. And she, it was like slow motion. It was like chariots of fire was playing. Like, doom, 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 doom. She was like, I, I haven't felt this much peace in years. And so she went in, shut the door of the bathroom. She's like, my God, this is amazing. And the dad had it. He was holding it down. Come on, dad. It's holding it down. Well done. He's holding it down. And he goes out and he, he got distracted by the football game. This is where things begin to shift. <laughs> so he had tossed the pizzas in. He put the, you know, the plastic, silver, he put everything because quick, he's got to throw it out. He's going to put everything because I'm not washing dishes. I just, everything's disposable even if it doesn't feel like it. And so he got everything set up. Kids are going to come eat pizza. And he, he got distracted. Kids are going to eat pizza and he just stayed distracted. And 30 minutes went by and he realized that the kids were nowhere to be found and the pizza that he had put on the table was gone. Everything was gone. He was like, these kids are amazing. They put themselves to bed. This isn't difficult at all. What's my wife talking about? And he went into the bathroom to check on his wife and in the corner of the bathroom standing like this in her robe, they're staring at the kids in the bubble bath, fully clothed, eating the pizza. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and the dad said this. Dads, we can do better than this. The dad said, Oh, I didn't know you wanted to, all of us to eat in here. So, <laughs> guys, we can do better than that. But his wife said this. She said, for a moment, I could just close my eyes, and I had a flickering moment of 
peace. That's not the kind of peace we're talking about. That's not the kind of peace that gets you through valley moments. It's not the kind of peace that gets you through the storms and the trials of life because they're coming. John 16, Jesus himself said, in this life, you're like, all right, you're gonna have trials and sorrows of many kinds. You're like, Jesus, this is not very encouraging. He said, but take heart. That means have courage because I've overcome the world, which means I've already conquered it. If Jesus walked through it, came through it, came on the other side of it, we can walk through it, go through it, and come out on the other side of it. It's a different peace than what the world can give, and it's a peace that the world can't take away. It's a gift. Say it's a gift. So here's the reality, though. God is not a forcer. He will not force himself on any of us. He won't force himself on our lives. If you need peace in your life, I'll tell you what he is. He's a filler. If you'll make room, he'll fill every single time. But it's a gift. John chapter 14, verse 27. This is Jesus. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So for those of you who know, I, uh, I've got a music background, so I did worship leadership and play multiple instruments and sing a little bit. So y'all don't know white chocolate. <laughs> you know, that's how I met my wife. I said, all my life, I pray for someone like you. See, back in the day, I had a lot of hair, but the Lord gives and takes away. Like he, he gave me this amazing beard and took my hair away. But, but I, I've done music, I did vocal lessons for years, and I remember when I was taking piano lessons, and I had my friend Nate out here. Give Nate a hand, just been sitting over here so patiently. So what, for those of you who don't know, so when Nate plays this keyboard, he makes it sound, just, it makes it sound amazing. But there's this pedal down here called the sustain pedal, and if Nate doesn't touch the pedal, and plays, this is what I want you to do, Nate. I want you to play um, just, just one note. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming to Vibrant Church. Like, it's not moving. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't pull on your heartstrings. It doesn't make you feel like, oh, the presence of God is in this room. No, it's, it's short. Play it again. It's fleeting. It's a flickering staccato note. And a lot of times, this is how our lives go. I had a vacation and I had a little bit of peace. I, I got that promotion and I had a little bit of peace that the, 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 everything works, my debt's getting paid off. Come on, Dave Ramsey's. I get a little bit of, I know it's Ramsey. I just think it's funny to say. These fleeting, flickering, short-lived moments of peace and this is what happens. We ride this emotional roller coaster our whole lives, never really settling into the good things that God has for us because I believe that God wants to put a thread through our lives that's not short-lived and flickering moments and staccato moments of peace. But when Nate steps on the pedal and he plays the same note, it sustains. And that same note that was short-lived, that even in a room that echoes a little bit, and then when Nate adds a little bit more to that note, it sounds like this. See, that's moving. That changes an atmosphere. That makes a moment that feels like it's falling apart begin to feel like it's falling into place. I believe God wants to unlock not flickering or short-lived fleeting moments of peace that the world gives. I believe God wants to give us sustained peace so that when we walk through trials and sorrows and we walk through the, the busyness and the chaos of life, 
There's a thread that runs through our lives where God says, I've got your back. I'm Exodus 14, 14, fighting for you. You need only to be still. That's why with faith and audacious faith boldness, we can declare from the rooftops that the rest of Vibrance Days are the best of Vibrance Days because there's sustained peace that runs through the thread that's built and weaved into the foundation. I appreciate it, Nate. Give Nate a hand for playing. Thank you so much, my friend. So write that down if you're taking down notes. God intended for us to live a life of sustained peace, not short-lived peace. Sustained peace in your marriage. I did a wedding last night. I mentioned that a moment ago in Lake City, and I told him, I said, listen, you're gonna have, you're gonna have moments where everything's just perfect. It's just rainbows, butterflies, and kittens, and cotton candy. And they're like, what is he talking about? I was like, everything is gonna be just great. And then about year three, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. And then about year five, and then year, year seven, and then year 10, and I'm 17 years in, and she's my absolute best friend. And since the very beginning, we have, we have decided and we, 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 adapt, we, we adopted this adage when we got married. We said, if we're gonna go through things, because we all do, then we're gonna grow through it. And the way you grow through it is to allow the presence of God to saturate you with his sustained peace. If you're taking down notes, number one, we're gonna talk about three ways to unlock sustained peace in your life. Number one, to live in peace is to walk in faith. Hebrews 11:1 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The walk of faith is sometimes pretty tricky. And here's the reality. We all were given the same measure of faith. That's why I encouraged you a moment ago, never stop growing. Never stop being shapeable and moldable. When my kids are playing with Play-Doh, I tell them, whose Play-Doh is this? And it's like pink with glitter, and my, my daughter Finley's like, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Brecken's. I'm like, but it's not Brecken's. Where's the little home? Where's the little, you know, the little Play-Doh home, the little plastic, little, little cup, the little, you gotta just put it. Because Play-Doh is only fun when it's shapeable and moldable, right? It's the same thing with our spiritual walk. We have to stay shapeable and moldable, and to continue to have sustained peace in our lives, we have to live in a place where we're walking by faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It's not what's happening around us. A boat does not sink because of the water that's around it. A boat sinks because of what gets inside of the boat. It's the water that gets inside of it, and what is in you is what comes out of you when you're squeezed. Right, so if when you're squeezed by a storm or a trial or a situation in life, if fear and anxiety and panic and concern comes out of you, that's, that's what's hidden inside of you. That's why it's so important to walk by faith and not by sight. Peter, the only other documented, are y'all awake this morning, are you with me? Because I know they're shouting at home. Some lady in the door, the, the explorer Snuggie sitting like, wee, with a bowl of Lucky Charms. I appreciate you, ma'am. The only other documented man to ever walk on the water other than Jesus was Peter. Peter stepped out of the boat. Jesus said, he said, Master, is it, is it you? If it's you, call me out of the boat to walk towards you. Jesus said, well, come on, Peter. <laughs> Just so cool, like, let's, well, let's go. So Peter's like, okay. He's walking on the water. This is amazing. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. It's when he got distracted by the storms, the noise, the gossip, when he got distracted by what was happening around him, what his bank account said, when he got distracted by the diagnosis, when he got distracted by the chaos happening around him, he began to sink, to live in faith, 
to live in, to live in a life of sustained peace is to walk in faith and to not be so overwhelmed and distracted by what's happening around us. Also, the importance of walking in faith is understanding that faith is a journey. I look at it like a marathon. A marathon runner talks about how it's not just a dead sprint, but they begin to find their rhythm. They syncopate their breath with their cadence, their stride. Because if you don't, and you're constantly just living a life of flickering moments of peace, you'll be striving, and you'll never find your stride. Look at the person next to you and say, find your stride. Come on. Faith and trust is our love response to the one who loves us and watches over us. We have to have faith, but faith and trust both run parallel. They run hand in hand. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with a little bit of your heart. With some of your heart. Like, you know, pull back and compartmentalize. No, no, it says with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. That's where we get in the way. I know for me, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a control freak, so I'm like, uh, who's driving? And, the, and somebody will be like, I'm driving. I'm like, cool, cool, can I have the keys? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's my car. I'm like, come on, give them up. Like, I'm driving. <laughs> lean not on your own understanding. It's easier to lean on WebMD than it is the word of God. It's easier to Google how to fix this problem instead of Matthew 6, seeking first the kingdom of God. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and watch this. He will make your path straight. We find sustained peace when we walk in faith because faith requires us to relinquish control. Release the burden, place our confidence and expectation on Christ, not ourselves. The pressure's off of our shoulders. When we realize we can't fix, restore, deliver, or perfect ourselves, even level up, only God can do this in our lives. So again, to live in peace is to walk in faith. Isaiah 26, three says, the Lord gives perfect peace, watch this, to those whose faith is firm. This building is only as strong, these walls, the ceiling, everything you see is only as strong as the foundation that it's been built upon. It's the same thing with your spiritual walk. It's the same thing with your marriage. It's the same thing with your future marriage. Come on, single folks. It's the same thing with your individual life. The foundation is everything. The foundation is essential. Okay, number two, talking about three, three things that unlock sustained peace in your life. Number two, to live in peace is to pursue connection. This is a, this is a big deal here at Vibrant because we really believe, and I can say this like a weird cousin, but I'm family, y'all. To live in peace is to pursue connection in a society now that says pull away. Pull away from organized religion, it's easier to watch online. They say statistically now the average Christian prays 21 minutes a month. 21 minutes a month, and that includes over their food? I was preaching on the West Coast. It's a true story, and this is not a good idea. Just so you know, like if you're taking down notes, don't be like, Pastor Daniel gave us a pearl with this one. This is not a good thing. So I'm on the West Coast, and uh, we're about to eat out. And I said, uh, is, is anybody going to pray? Just say a blessing over the food? And this guy goes, oh, Pastor Daniel, at the beginning of every year, we, and I could just tell his posture. He's like, at the beginning of every single year, we pray for all of our meals and all of our groceries for the upcoming year so we don't have to waste time praying. Pray. And I thought he was joking. I laughed. I was like, that's cool. Okay, uh, Jessica, are you going to pray? And she, he's like, no, no, this has already been covered. I said, has prayer gotten that inconvenient? that we treat the presence of God like the glass box on the wall that says break in case of emergency, that we only pray in the middle of a crisis, that we only pursue 
his presence in the middle of a storm? 21 minutes a month? Because I believe we've gotten into a mix in society where everything is supplemental. I love 59-second devotionals. I listened to about 200 of them on that drive yesterday. I love them. I love these quick moments of like fire of God moments and these incredible clips on Facebook and Instagram. Some of y'all on the TikTok and you're listening to somebody say, let's pray. And they'll read a quick scripture for 45 seconds. Amazing. I take supplements every day. I take omegas and Bs and Ds. You can't have a shiny beard this quality without some supplements, y'all. But I can't survive on just supplements. I have to have food. So 21 minutes a, day, a month in prayer is just not enough. It's supplemental. And the Bible says to be in his presence continually. They say the average Christian, this should be sobering to you, reads their Bible, ready for this? 13 minutes a month. A baker's dozen. That's, some of you didn't know what a baker's dozen was. It's 13. That's not enough time. So when you're squeezed, what's gonna come out of you is fear, concern, panic attacks, and Anxiety, the reality is what fills, spills. So every day when you spend time in his presence, every day when you pursue connection in the presence of God, in the heart of God, he will begin to breathe supernatural, audacious faith and sustain peace in your life. The other thing about pursuing connection that I love about Vibrant Church is your small groups. How many of y'all are in small groups? Come on, putting you on the spot here. Very cool, that's a, that's a lot of people. If you have not jumped in and you're not a part of one of Vibrant small groups, I'm telling you, Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron as one man or one woman sharpens another. Do not do life alone. There's a quote that says, if you wanna go somewhere fast, go alone. If you wanna go somewhere far, go together. Pursue connection. Pursue iron sharpening iron because these small groups are amazing. It's a non-threatening environment where you can hang out, drink coffee, spend time in the presence of God, do life together. If you wanna unlock sustained peace in your life, do life together. Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine through 12 says, two can accomplish more than twice as much as one, for the results can be much better. If one falls, the other pulls him up. But if a man falls when he is alone, watch this, he is in trouble. Verse 11, also on a cold night, two under the same blanket gain warmth from each other. Now pause there. All the single folks are like, Pastor Daniel gave us clearance, we can cuddle. So we'll skip verse 11 today. Go to verse 12. And one standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three is even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We're better together. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, you got a friend in me. Come on, let them know. Tell them you got a friend in me. Number two, we have to pursue connection. Number three, last but not least, bringing them in for a landing. Number three, to live in peace is to look from a different angle. Now this is a little more obscure. To look from a different angle. I believe this is how most of our society is functioning right now. Me, myself, and I, this little box. Well, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna pull this off? Look at my bank account, my money's really funny. We get caught in this me, myself, and I trap, or we get caught in the comparison trap. The ers and the s, she's prettier, they seem happier, he's funnier, she's the funniest. We get caught in this trap and comparison's the thief of joy. You wanna muddy the waters of sustained peace in your life? Stay focused on yourself. God never created us to be this self-consumed and this is our world now, right here. Like, okay, goals. And then nobody realizes you put 17 
paid for filters on it to put freckles on your face that don't exist. And listen, your bangs are fine. Just spray some Aquanet on them. You're good. But here's the truth. We get caught in this goals filter and you have no idea. Everybody gives their highlight reel. We fall in this comparison trap. I tell pastors this all the time. Stop looking at YouTube clips of other churches on Sunday afternoons. Bloom where you're planted. Bloom where you're leading. Because I truly believe heaven's touched earth right here in Columbus, Mississippi. We shouldn't be comparing to anything else. I believe revival has started. We're caught in the middle of it. And we may be a little bit uncertain. There may be some, some, some heaviness that we're trying to navigate through. It doesn't catch God off guard. The Spirit of the living God is here. Close your eyes for just a moment. The Spirit, man, I feel that strong. The Spirit of the living God. Holy Spirit, I pray for sustained peace. I pray for supernatural, sustained peace. Any area of your life that has been under the under the mindset, the human mindset of that there's no hope. There's no hope, Pastor Daniel. It's been under the influence of a lie because there is hope and his name is Jesus. Maybe that's in your marriage. Maybe that's in your money. Maybe that's in the uncertainty of what's next. Maybe you're just sitting here saying, I just need help in a physical need. I need help in a, an emotional, mental stability, sustained peace. Holy Spirit, meet every person where they're at right now. Now look at me real quick. I believe God is asking us to look from a different angle so that we're not so consumed here, but instead we start doing this. And we say, God, what would you have me do in this season? How can I serve? How can I lift the arms of our pastors? How can I lift the arms of our overseers, Pastor Ron? How, how can I lift the arms of our team? How can I be praying more? How can I give more? How can I serve and sow more? What can I do to stop looking at me but to look at her? I see her. She needs help. I want to lift her arms. I see him. How can I be a part of what God is doing here? We have to look from a different angle. Walk in faith. Pursue connection and look from a different angle. And I'm telling you, there's sustained peace that God wants to release in this house and over this house. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19 says, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. There's a reason why the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror. God is far more interested in our future than our past. He goes on and talks about how he's doing something fresh every day. He's doing something fresh. There's new strength, renewed power every day. But the question's asked, do you not see it? See, a lot of times in heavy moments, we can't see the hand of God moving. That's why you have to look for the good. It says that he will work all things together to those who are trusting and believing and leaning into his presence. You are working all things for my good. You are working all things for my good Even when I don't see it I will still believe it You are working all things for our good Come on, just close your eyes for a minute You are working all things for our good 
You are working all things for our good Even when we can't see it We will choose to believe it You are working all things for our good Holy Spirit, I pray today that we would recognize the answer always begins with and always ends, always ends with you, Jesus. And we're going to lean in. We're going to press in. We're going to rally, lift each other's arms, pray for our pastors, pray for our overseers, pray for the leadership team at Vibrant Church. Will you stand to your feet? Will you just begin to shake off heaviness, shake off anything that's trying to rob you of your peace? The Bible says in Isaiah 61, verse 3, that we're to replace the heaviness, watch this, with a garment of praise. See, when you turn your worry into worship, God will turn your battle into a breakthrough. I'm going to say that one more time. When you turn your worry into worship, God will turn your battle into a breakthrough. Christ alone. Lift your hands towards heaven. Cornerstone Weak made strong In the Savior's love through the storm, he is. Lord. I'm gonna have the worship team jump back in with me. Lord of all, come on, we're built on the foundation of his presence here at Vibrant. Come on, sing it again. Sing Christ alone, sing cornerstone, weak mates in the Savior's love. Seven and sing it again. Say, Christ, our cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior through every trial, every storm. You are Lord. Come on, I feel faith rising. Lord,
I hear people of passion? Can I hear daughters and sons of the living God say, to earth? church was started his presence was invited to be in the room you know there's a lot of churches that duct tape the Holy Spirit up in the back the back room and don't let him come out but every once in a while when you do a special night of worship vibrant church is built on the foundation of the presence of the living God the Holy Spirit that's why this thing can't be stopped that's why miracles and signs and wonders will just continue to break out because every single day, it's built into the DNA and the fiber of the house. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are invited in the room. You're invited in our families, our lives. We don't just have a fancy title of a church name, but our lives are vibrant, contagious. To worship, to worship, to worship. Something in my heart has convinced me of the fact that there's more to life than the way I've been living it. Maybe you're watching online and you say, I don't know Jesus. I don't have sustained peace. Or maybe you got caught up in the prodigal life and you used to walk with Jesus, but you fell away and you want to rededicate your life again 
today. At Vibrant, we don't pray prayers for symbolic reasons. We do it because Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 says, Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. The entire sermon today about sustained peace, unshakable peace, is completely and totally built upon the foundation of Jesus. Not religion, but relationship. So if you're here, you're watching online, you're watching the replay, you want to know him as your savior, I'm going to count to three. I promise we won't embarrass you. Trey will close this out in a minute, give you some direction. I'm not going to walk around with a microphone and say, what has the Lord done for you? Like, none of that's going to happen. It's between you and God, daughter and son, to a good, good father. One, I want to give my life to God. When I hit three, lift up your hand. Two, I want to rededicate my life. Three, if that's you, when you lift up your hand, I see your hand, my friend. Amazing. You put your hand down. I see your hand up there. Amazing. Over here. Amazing. Anybody else? Thanks, bro. I see your hand over here. Awesome. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Looking all over the room. If you're watching online, you can say yes to Jesus. You're talking to me. I want to receive Christ. Type it in the chat. Anybody else? Join my five friends that already lifted their hands. Anybody else in the room? I'm looking in the balcony and I'm looking on the floor. Ten more seconds. We're going to pray. Come on, wave at me. You're talking about me, Pastor Dan. See your hand up. Amazing. Anybody else? Amazing. Can everybody pray this prayer with me? Come on from our vibrant worship team to our team in the media booth. Everybody say this prayer. Say, Jesus, it's me. I've been living for me. And it's not working. From this moment on, I choose to live for you. I lay every mistake, every sin struggle at your feet and I ask for forgiveness from this moment on I'm going to live for you you are my father you are my savior and you are my lord in Jesus name amen come on vibrant church all of heaven's rejoicing can you shout right now come on